I wanted to talk tonight about self-consciousness, which we're all very familiar with, I think, self-consciousness, aren't we? Um, when I was um, when I was freshly back from Japan, when I trained as a karate instructor, um, a lot of people in the martial arts world uh, wanted to, wanted to impress me, you know. And I remember meeting this guy in Lark Lane, and he was telling me how every morning Paul recognised him. He told me every morning he said, "I'm ready." He said, "I wake up and I'm ready." That's a bit of a strain, you must be a nervous wreck. <laughs> and, but uh, I'm only telling this story because I think um, people come to a spiritual practice and they think maybe this, this spiritual practice is about being very alert and very awake and conscious all the time. You know, and you, really need to, you really need to be present all the time. I mean, we do, we do talk about, you know, Awareness, 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 but um, just like this young man on the Lark Lane, uh, if, if we were all on the case all the time, we'd be tired out. <laughs> have to have a breather. Um, uh, and it's, it's one of the reasons that I'm not, I mean, they're, really, they're both useful practices, but they're not, they're not the ultimate intention of, 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 of traditional Buddhist practice, which is. You know, self-remembering and mindfulness, not, they are not the ultimate intention of this practice. The intention of this practice is to be natural, basically. To be... Um, that's not really a good word. To be, to be uncontrived. So there isn't a self-consciousness, self-awareness that I'm doing this, I'm doing that, now I'm, I'm going to do this. And in fact... Um, any, 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 uh, being, being, being awake in, in, in the sense of, I guess people would describe it traditionally as, as in, in, being enlightened, if you like, is not, um, um, it's not a self, it's not about the self, you know, it's not a self performance, it's not the self doing its, doing it, you know, being, I'm an enlightened person, or I'm a wise person, I'm whatever person. Uh, uh, the self is not there. Yeah. Uh, the self is, is not present, and if the self is present, that's when self-consciousness arises. So um, we don't need to be self-conscious all the time. What, why, why do you think we? Why do you think that, that for most of us, a lot of the time, we are on alert? Why? Why? I mean, is that right? Does everybody feel that they're on alert, or at least you know? A little anxious, a little nervous, maybe about what's going to happen. Wake up in the morning, and I kind of like this. This guy's ready to fight, but we're ready to go. You know, the day's about to start, and we feel a bit angry. Why? Why are we? Why are we on alert? Why do you think we we would be? Because I don't want to suffer. Pardon? Don't you don't want to suffer. suffer. Yeah, and, and 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 which part of Paul is 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 apprehensive about suffering? This Paul. I think we all got a got a picture of ourselves that 
we want to, you know, show to the world yeah. or things that we yeah. don't want to show yeah. to the world. Yeah. And so that's why we're always alert and try to help, try to stay in that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And from experience, we quickly discover that actually this 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 vision, this picture, this wish that we have to portray this sense of ourself nearly always lets us down. <laughs> we can't depend on it. It lets us down, you know. That's why that's why there's this underlying worry and anxiety because this um, as somebody said that, that you know our favourite illusion which is ourselves is always going to let us down because it's not really real. I mean, that's what we don't like. We don't really like this sense of some solid place to stand, a solid sense of self, and it could be, you know, we could feel secure and that, that, yeah, that there was a real me and there was a real place to stand in which we could be, feel okay. And, and that, that doesn't exist. So the self is always a bit, you know, apprehensive and nervous. Um, so, the, the, the greater the degree that we can see through the illusion, you know, that's what Zazen's about principally, in order to, just to watch the process that's going on and recognize how things arise and disappear and uh, completely out of our control. I mean, is there any, can anybody summon up a particular thought? Does anybody control their thoughts? Can anybody stop them? It's like trying to stop your kidneys from working or something, you know, it's not going to happen. <laughs> That's his job, so this idea, um, so, as Dogen would say, the more we can drop off body and mind, the more, I, I, I imagine, because I can't do it all the time, you know, or even a lot of the time, <laughs> we're much more at peace. That's what it's really about, we will be, we will be more at peace. Um, and um, um, what um, so this sense of peace arises out of out of a, a diminishment or a letting go of the self, and. Um, <coughs> Dogen talks about this as leaving a trace. So, uh, so there's this trace, there's this memory, there's this feeling that we have, that we recognise, that we've had some experience, and what pragmatically seems to arise out of of a letting go is that we start to, uh, one, feel less stressed and, and also we care more about everything that's happening, about other people particularly, but without being um, over-identified with it. And, you know, when people come in and um, come in and see me or, or, or and, and I've had an experience of dropping off of body and mind or of an awakening to whatever degree 
all I'm interested in, and perhaps you would be as well, is how does it manifest in your life? You know, what does it mean about your life? I mean, fine having great experiences, but how, how does this trace of an experience manifest in your day-to-day life? I mean, do you, does it, are you changed? And if you're not changed, well, what was it worth? Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's, it's a trace. It's definitely, a tr- it feels like to me, it's, it's a trace for most of us because for most of us, any experience we've had uh, does pass. And it just passes, you know. So it may be great, and at the time it may feel like it's going to last forever, and it's really significant, and I've really understood something. And I've really got some clarity now about my life and what's going to happen. And then a couple of weeks down the line, something stressful happens, and you've forgotten altogether. But that was the, the, you felt like that, you know, it's gone. But it's the trace remains. And, um, that's really important and one outcome of that, of that of that trace one outcome of realizing that this self causes a lot of trouble um, because we're trying to control the world that's why we're stressed because we can't i mean what isn't it what is is there anything that we don't want to control is there anybody anything you, wouldn't you like to control everything i remember reading about <laughs> Elton John is his, his, his lush apartment in Monte Carlo. This is in the time when he was doing drugs and spending, you know, a thousand a week on flowers. And he looked out the window and it was raining. And his, his first impulse was to call his attendant and say, Will you sort that rain out? Because <laughs> <laughs> he had the power, you know, and the money <laughs> doing it. But it's all kind of all like that. But the other side of the coin, and what you know, I've been talking about, Dogen's talking about the myriad dharmas, is when, if, if we can allow the world or the great life or whatever we want to call it to be what it is and for us to, 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 to work with that rather than trying to impose ourselves on it, that's a much, it's a much easier way to live your life. Because yeah, uh, you do have to accept it. You, you, can't, you can't control anything finally. But this sense of, a, of of awakening or opening or understanding, it doesn't it doesn't have to come out. It it, it doesn't have to be some big uh, firework experience. It can be a slow, uh, slow, a slowly developing understanding. Um, but it can also come about. And I'm sure you recognise it yourself. Is you, a significant thing happens in a person's life that may be painful. More difficult, you know, like you, know, you, you may be caught from cancer, or you may have had a painful separation, or whatever's gone on in your life can can, can create uh, a definite change, a different perspective on how you see the world. So it's not only about a kind of spiritual awakening that we can um, that, that we can what would be the right word. We don't cultivate, as, as, as soon as you try and cultivate or make an effort or strive for a particular way of being, you, you, in a way you've already denied yourself the possibility because it's the very striving that stands in the way of this, um, of being uncontrived. So, have you... 
does anybody does anybody have the experience of sometimes of feeling uncontrolled, just feeling okay, just relaxed and natural and being you know, kind of it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that do you have that in your life? Yeah? Yeah, I have that when I'm not playing around so many streets. I'm just getting myself, I just play. Yeah. It's like I'm a kid again. Yeah. And sometimes I like, give them laughing, they'll be really loud and people love them around. I'm like, ooh, should we mm. be doing that? You mm. know? But that's just being natural, just being myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's, 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 that's the trace that, you know, if you have those type of feelings, that's worth remembering. That, that's, that's the trace of, of a, that's a trick. I mean, don't make it too glorious, but it's the trace of enlightenment, you know, that you can have that <laughs> kind of uh, sense of it. Um, and, and you know, and sometimes it's not even evident to yourself that you changed. It's evident to other people, and other people will say, "Oh, they, you, you know. and, that, and that's worth remembering. That's worth being conscious of." That, somebody might. Always, you've got to be careful, haven't you, if you say to somebody, gosh, you're, you're, if you're, you're very cheerful today, the implication is they weren't <laughs> yesterday. You have, to, you, <laughs> so you have to be careful how you take affirmation, you know, or give it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, the final point I'm trying to make is that uh, well, yeah, because it's like this, this, this evening somebody presented a poem when, when um, Bodhidharma meets Emperor Wu. Is it Emperor Wu? Emperor Wu? Yeah, Emperor Wu. Not, not our Wu, another Wu. Emperor Wu. And the Emperor Wu tells him that he's, you know, he's built many stupas and he's done many good things and how much merit will he get? And Bodhidharma said he won't get any merit. He get no merit at all for that. Why, why wouldn't he get any merit for doing for that? Why would he? Why, why would he say you don't get any merit for all you've done? <laughs> because he did it to get merit. Pardon? Because he did it to get merit. Because he did it to get merit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this uncontrivedness that we're talking about is about. Whatever you do, you know, you do something nice for people or whatever, then you're just doing it for its own sake. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not a self-conscious, you know, give me a pat on the back and I've got that feel about it. I mean, it's it's better to do something nice than do nothing at all. You know, but even if you do do it for a selfish reason, at least it's, you know it's worthwhile. Don't not do it, but ideally, from the perspective of dropping off body and mind, it's to do it just for its own sake. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Don't worry, you got anything, 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 anything to say? I've yeah. got a question. Say, <coughs> if I've been uncontrived and natural, if somebody's acting really mean, <laughs> yeah. um, would that, would you say that look maybe they feel like that's, that might be natural yeah. then, or does that yeah. meanness come yeah. from, yeah. because they yeah. are... It's a really good question. Contra- 
I don't, I don't mean like when you're on EasyJet going to Malaga and there's people leaning over the seats drinking and pissing you off. That is not what I mean by being free and uncontrived. <laughs> Somebody's irritating you, hell, you know, that, that's, that's, that, that's a manifestation of their own selfishness and lack of concern for other people. I'm talking about the opposite, that, you, that, 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 that because you're not looking after yourself and wanting to protect yourself, you're more able to be empathetic and kind. Yeah, I completely agree with you. A, you could get mixed up, couldn't you? You could say, yeah. yeah, I can do what I like. I'm just being spontaneous. I'm being free and uncontrived. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't mean that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The test of being empathetic and kind is driving. Is, is. <laughs> <laughs> driving. <laughs> <laughs> because the tendency is to just go to a great big flow of all the sweet words and oh, because somebody's crying in front yeah, of me, but yeah. then I could just say, hey, how oh, are oh, these trees really gorgeous? <laughs> I feel... I really agree with you. I'm pathetic. I, said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. Mm. You, can, you can hack that one. You're doing well. Yeah. Not to get upset and trap mm. Yeah. What do you think? Should we finish? Okay, thank you. Thank you.